start the hour and uh, goodbye to love and uh, ABC there with SOS, which everybody knows means save our sausages. Or is it sexy old Sarah? <laughs> old? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Meant in the Can you think of another way. word? Uh, oat. <laughs> Oaf. No, don't leave it at that. Okay. Supermassive black holes at the centre of many galaxies might look more like pancakes than donuts. A pancake smoking as the black holes at their centre burn their inner edges. Nothing worse than a burnt pancake. Uh, that's how Université de la Côte d'Azur astronomer Roman Petrov, good morning Roman if you're listening, uh, described the findings of his colleagues in a new paper published uh, in Nature. It's a finding that confirms and extends a long-held theory about active galactic nuclei, uh, the extremely bright centres of sun galaxies believed to be driven by supermassive black holes and could have implications for how we understand our own existence. Do you think he tunes in every morning? Of course. Yeah. We are quite often talking about black holes, so maybe he does. Uh, the co-evolution uh, between the black hole and the host galaxy, what was first the black hole of the galaxy, has a strong impact on the evolution of the galaxy, including the formation of stars in that galaxy, said Dr Petrov. A link in the chain of events that lead to the existence of people that can discuss these issues. Uh, Dr Petrov and his colleagues used the multi-aperture mid-infrared spectroscopic experiment instrument, sounds like something of Doctor Who, and the very large telescope in Chile to make new observations of the galaxy Messier 77, a barred spiral galaxy around 47 million light years from Earth. You look confused. Are you saying they could actually see the black hole? Well, yeah. Using I thought you the, couldn't. Using the... You say you can't directly see a black hole. Multi-aperture mid-infrared spectroscopic experiment instrument yes, and the that, very large telescope. Yes, that's the area surrounding the black hole, but not the actual black hole. Well, settle down and I shall continue. <laughs> Messier 77 is one of the easiest to observe galaxies with an active galactic nucleus and was the basis for what is known as the Unified Model of Active Galactic Nuclei, which holds the differences in observed behaviour among different nuclei are a function of our angle of view when observing them and how much the central black hole is hidden by a torus of dust and gas. Yeah. Now, this torus forms as matter spirals inward to feed the central black hole, the material whirling and compressing and releasing the tremendous amounts of energy that makes active galactic nuclei active. Are you happy now? Yes, you, don't, you <laughs> still don't actually see it. Do Messier 77 is the canonical active galactic nuclei. It's torus hiding the central black hole from di direct view, said Dr Petrov making it the cornerstone of the unified model of active galactic nuclei that explains a large class of then mysterious phenomena with a single mechanism. In 2019, a team using the gravity instrument through the Very Large Telescope published results that Dr Petrov said challenged the accepted geometry of Messier 77 and thus the unified model. A gravity, like Matisse, is an infrared instrument and the gravity team concluded they could see the hot inner edge of the donut the torus that should be hiding the black hole at the centre of Messier 77. Would it make a great deal of difference to you if you could actually see a black hole? But when they talk about them, it's as though you can see them, but you, you can't. Yeah, I mean, that's what you've just said. You can see the effects that a black hole makes <laughs> and the surrounding area, but you can't act. Maybe it's something completely different. You obviously know more about it than <laughs> no, I, I do. I'm quite excited that they could see the hot inner edge of the donut, though. Was it leaking raspberry jam? This is new from Foles and 2am. I've been there for a very long time. What, 2am? Yeah. Oh, you should go sometime. <laughs>
3M's bad enough. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Côte d'Azur. The Guardian says the French President Emmanuel Macron has invited Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden to attend a summit aimed at de-escalating the Ukraine crisis. And the leaders have agreed in principle, Macron's office has announced, amid further US warnings that war is imminent. And in this morning's Figaro, school children in Zone B return to the classroom this morning, and that includes schools in our region. And from today, there'll be an easing of the health restrictions uh, in primary and nursery schools with an end to wearing a mask outside in the playground. And in the canteen, the distance of at least two metres between pupils of different classes is no longer compulsory. And the LA Times says after nearly three weeks, both joyous and problematic, uh, Beijing had reason to celebrate with golden fireworks exploding across the black sky above the stadium known as the Bird's Nest. But, says the paper, uh, for all the obvious triumphs in Beijing, these Olympics never escaped dark clouds that loomed overhead from the stars. BBC World Service News live from London is coming up next. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the electrified range by BMW. Find all the BMW Business Drive offers at your car dealer. Monday morning pop quiz. Certainly is. Question number one. On this day in 1987, Benny King was at number one in the UK with a track first released in 1961. Stand by me. Correct. Question number two. On this day in 1998, Celine Dion went to number one in the UK with which song? It was the world's best-selling single of 1998. My heart will go on. Very good. And finally, on this day in 1981, Dolly Parton started a two-week run at number one in the US charts with a song. Uh, what was the song? It was the singer's first number one. AC1. 81, her first number one in the US, and it was only a number 47 hit in the UK. Is it Jolene? No, it's not. Here You Come Again? No. Nine to Five? Yes. Okay. Oh, you've got to have that on a Monday morning, haven't you? I suppose so, if you say so. <laughs> <You> so. <laughs> uh, right, here you go. Talking about Dolly Parton, Hink's back tomorrow. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera. A 25-year-old hiker has been killed during a wild boar hunt at the weekend in the Auvergne-Rhône-Alpes region. The incident occurred on Saturday afternoon when the woman was fatally hit and wounded by a stray bullet. The 17-year-old girl responsible for firing the weapon has since been placed in police custody for manslaughter. The incident has put the hunting debate back at the heart of the presidential election campaign, with several political figures calling for a ban at weekends and during the school holidays. France is a European country with the most hunters and is also the only European country allowing hunting every day during the season, while the UK, Italy, the Netherlands or Portugal have introduced one or more non-hunting days. A petition calling for a ban on hunting on Wednesdays and Sundays had collected more than 120,000 signatures last autumn and prompted the Senate to create a commission on security. In other news this Monday morning, this weekend, more than 2,500 people have expressed their solidarity to the families who lost loved ones following the deadly fire near Pepignan. 
which claimed eight lives on February the 14th. The gathering was held as a mark of respect to the eight people who lost their lives, including a baby and a two-year-old child. The fire had ravaged three adjoining buildings. The investigation into the cause of the deadly blaze is still underway. France's Health Minister Olivier Véran has said that the lifting of Covid restrictions is maintained for mid-March. That's despite the drop in new cases. The minister justified the decision to not bring the date forward due to the number of patients hospitalised, which in his view is still too many. According to the latest figures from Public Health France, published on Saturday, the number of positive cases stands at 86,000 on average over seven days. That's down 76% since the peak reached on January the 25th. The minister also underlined the decrease in the health burden with fewer and fewer patients in hospitals. Uh, they are still, there are still 28,600. Uh, that includes 2,900 in critical care. In Monaco on Sunday, two new cases of COVID were identified, bringing the total number of residents affected to 9,188. There are currently 18 people hospitalised due to COVID and 90 people are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. The Republican mayor of Cannes, David Lisnar, has given his sponsorship to far-left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon. In a video posted on Twitter on Sunday evening, Lisnar made the announcement, adding that his sponsorship was out of a civic concern and democratic requirement. Uh, three of the main sponsorships, or rather main presidential candidates, have not yet received their sponsorships. This means that if Jean-Luc Mélenchon, Marine Le Pen or Eric Zemmour are unable to take part in the run for the presidency, then the mayor of Cannes would consider this as a serious blow to democracy. The Republican candidate Valérie Pécresse, who Lisnar supports, has about 2,000 sponsorships and is therefore able to compete. In France, a candidate needs to acquire 500 sponsorships to be able to run for presidency. It was announced this morning that due to the crisis in Ukraine, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron, who was expected to announce his candidacy for the elections this week, will now postpone the announcement until next week. Indeed, it's been reported that after numerous phone calls, Emmanuel Macron managed to obtain a meeting between Russian President Vladimir Putin and American President Joe Biden in an attempt to end the conflict. But the Elysee warns that the proposed summit can only be held if Russia does not invade Ukraine beforehand. In its statement, the White House posted the same conditions. On Sunday, following telephone exchanges between the Elysee and the various parties, Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden accepted the principle of a meeting within the framework of a summit proposed by French President Emmanuel Macron. Finally this morning, the Outmara team and the VAR have been placed on a yellow weather warning with high winds expected this Monday morning. The alert is in place until 4pm this afternoon with gusts of up to 70 kilometres an hour expected along the coast and 80 kilometres an hour inland. Riviera Radio, Sports News. The Winter Olympics in Beijing have closed with Norway emerging triumphant at the top of the medals table. Norway won 16 goals and a total of 37, with Germany in second with 12 goals and a total of 27, and China in third place with nine gold medals in a total of 15. Away from the fantastic sporting action, the Games have been overshadowed by China's human rights record, as well as the controversy surrounding teenage Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva's failed drugs test. At the closing ceremony, the IOC President Thomas Bach called for peace and urged world leaders to be inspired by the athletes' example of solidarity and peace. 
Football, two games in the English Premier League on Sunday. Sarah will say a bit after the latest from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. Manchester United beat Leeds United 4-2 at Elland Road to move back into the Premier League's top four. First half goals from Harry Maguire and Bruno Fernandes were cancelled out by a quick-fire double from Rodrigo and Rafinha. Substitutes Fred and Anthony Alanga were on hand to secure the points. Manchester United manager Ralph Rangnick was delighted with the win. Obviously, you ask yourself as well, quite like the players, why all of a sudden 2-2? We were in full control of the game. But against a team like Leeds, who are very direct, very aggressive, very much a team that also plays 1-2 with their own supporters, this can happen in football. And as I said, the reaction today was amazing and I'm proud of the boys, what they did after we conceded the two goals. Bruno Fernandes relished the atmosphere at Elland Road. I think it was beautiful. It was great to enjoy it, obviously because I won the game, but great atmosphere. Also, we are really thankful for our fans, the way that they push us, that they keep trusting in us during the game, even when we concede the goals. Unbelievable. I really enjoyed it today. Wolverhampton Wanderers are up to seventh after their 2-1 win over Leicester City. Their manager Bruno Large said the reason his team came out on top was simple. In football, there's no secret. It's hard work and teamwork, and I think that word is exactly when you can use for, for this game. It wasn't our best performance. I think it was a good, a good performance on our side. Second half, it was also hard to play with wind and rain. So in the end, when you come to this period now, we have 40 points. We are happy with the work we are doing here. And the former Arsenal star Jack Wilshere has joined the Danish side AGF Aarhus. The 30-year-old has been without a club for eight months since leaving Bournemouth last summer. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. So there we go, Norwich back at the bottom of the table now after that defeat against Liverpool on Saturday. Burnley, who won, they are second bottom with 17. Then Watford, who also won, 18 points. Above that, Newcastle United, you think they're going to get out of trouble now, wouldn't you, really? Because they're moving away from the drop zone. You would have thought so. At least I didn't make you see the Liverpool goals. You normally make me sit and watch (laughs) the Chelsea goals. Well, that's obviously because the Chelsea goals are far superior to the Liverpool goals. Absolute rubbish. Everton need to look over their shoulders. They're uh, fifth from bottom now, 22 points. Leeds, 23. Brentford, 24. You'd think anyone above that would be safe. Out of the top, City lost, of course, to Spurs. Uh, So they've got 63 points, followed by Liverpool with a game in hand, 57. So? Yes. It's definitely not over. I think it's it's a bridge too far for Chelsea, even though they did win magnificently 1-0 at Crystal Palace on Saturday. But they're in third place with 50. Manchester United in the top four, 46. West Ham going off the boil a bit. They've got 42. Arsenal, 42. And Wolves on 40 as well. Uh, in the Scottish Premiership on Sunday, Rangers dropped points as they were held to a one-all draw at Dundee United, while the leaders Celtic beat Dundee 3-2. And at Rugby Union, there was one game in the Gallagher English Premiership on Sunday. Newcastle lost 15-14 at home to Exeter. And in the United Rugby Championship, Ulster were 12-0 winners at Dragons. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Almaracim and Navarre. There are gale warnings in force. The general situation, a depression 1,012 millibars over the Gulf of Genoa and high pressure 1,030 millibars over Spain. A winds are westerly, force 7 to gale, force 8. The sea is rough, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat 1,019 millibars. 
and the outlook for Tuesday, clear skies, force two to four variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are west-southwesterly, gale force 8 to severe gale 9. Now the sea is very rough, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Cap Course, 1,018 millibars. And the outlook for Tuesday, clear skies, force 3 to 5 westerly winds, slight to moderate seas and good visibility. Riviera Radio, weather. Yes, so it's going to get pretty blowy as the day progresses. So the yellow weather warning in force for the Altmaritim and the Var mainly fine. Those winds are westerly, and moderate to strong gusts to get up to 90 kilometres an hour at times. Uh, top temperature 17 degrees. Overnight lows 10 to 13 degrees with clear skies. Tuesday, Wednesday, clear skies. Highs of 15 to 18 degrees. Finally. Don't panic, because it's official. Today is the bleakest day of the year for romance, as singletons give up their New Year hopes of finding love, according to a recent study. The third Monday of this month, uh, falling this year on February the 21st, has been shown by new research to be the day when lasting love has finally faded for lovers. This is due to the collapse of relationships following ba Valentine's Day already or single people feeling lonely after not finding the one before February the 14th. Uh, but people do pick themselves up again and are more motivated to sign up to dating websites to meet their Mr or Mrs Wright. Uh, during a so-called Love Action Week, an analysis shows there's a 63% increase in new sign-ups on love and relationship matching websites in the week after Valentine's Day. Get on Tinder. Why not? Yeah, but what fruit are you? Are you a peach or a cherry? We've been here before. Yeah, well, can you remember? Oh, it was a you... cherry, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know about that. I think I was. <laughs> you go first. What? On the dating site, I meant. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway. Thanks.